Stephen Jill here. Hi. Welcome to the House Academy Show, entertaining real estate investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butel. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from sunny Southern California. Today, Jill and I talk about the top five things the BOG, or the boots on the ground, does before we acquire uh, an SFR or a house, specifically for immediate resale. Exactly. Let's explain real quick what the BOG is and the value of a BOG. Go ahead, Joe. The BOG, boots on the ground, are the people who live in the city uh, and help us when we're acquiring SFRs, something of that nature, and we're not there. So we're sending out offers and you know, cities three states over, but we have a group of people, a couple usually, that's the best. We call them our boots on the ground, and they're the ones that do some of the tasks that we need done not being in that city, like meet with the seller, arrange the inspection, turn on and off, you know, utilities if we need them, things like that. So that's what boots on the ground is, and we'll talk in, more about. In a perfect situation, well, they should have way more information than you do about right. the local area. And uh, just be generally, they should generally just be your super, super helper. Right. You know, if you're sitting in Phoenix, Arizona, and you're buying properties in Indianapolis, Indiana, there's a lot of mistakes you can make. You need these uh, people on your team to really say, hey, uh, I know this works on paper, but when you walk through it, it doesn't work. That's really what we're here to talk about. But before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the online community. It's free, the House Academy online community. Chris says, hello, everybody. Just a quick question. Paperwork is quickly getting out of hand. <laughs> you like this? <laughs> I handpicked that question. Oh, my. That's funny. <laughs> I knew oh. you love I knew you love it. Oh, my God. Chris. In our business. Oh, if my you're gosh. Not, if you're not in the business. I feel well, your if pain. You are, if you are in this business, you're laughing right now. I hope you're oh, my in goodness. your car wherever you are laughing. Oh, and there's Every so much paperwork. Single transaction is in different. In this business, it's cuckoo. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Especially there's an agent involved. I mean, they'll they'll just start making up forms. I'm like, where did this come from? I don't know. I found it. It was used in 1978 in this county. Here you go. <laughs> really? I don't know what that. Do they just have to feel like they're important and justify their three percent by coming up with forms that they think that we might need? I have a funny funny my story, real quick. Goodness. In Arizona, you have to fill out as a seller of a house, uh, if there's a real estate agent involved, this thing called a SPUDS report. And it's a disclosure. You have to disclose everything about it. And it says, questions like, does this house leak? Does the roof leak? And there's, it, yeah, if yes, please explain. Uh, if it's unknown, you just check unknown. And if it's no, you, you know, you check no. So everybody in the planet just says, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know when you sign your name. One time, <laughs> oh no, I got sick of this, so I filled out the spuds report like a smart aleck. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Pool doesn't work. Good luck. Does your home have lead-based paint? And if so, you know, would you say God? I hope have you not. done anything about it? So I wrote a paragraph about oh, how no. I used my children uh, to lick <laughs> and test. <laughs> All they the, can test all to peel the off the paint in each room, chip a thing off, and put it in their mouth and see what happens. And every single question I answered like that and That's turned it back into the agent. Horrible. And they were just horrified. See, they react. They you know how real estate agents are. They're horrified. They're just hor they don't see the humor in it. That's pretty you know, funny. They're, what are you trying to do? Kill your own deal? This is, <laughs> this, this is a deal. This is a lot before jail. 
a lot of years ago, and it was a primary residence. People were clamoring to buy this property. You know, it was like a bidding situation. That's great. Anyway, paperwork gets out of control. Go ahead, Joe. <sighs> yeah, we could talk for days Stats. on this one. Okay, sorry, Chris. Back to your question. Since we mostly close through title, there's a lot of thick bundles of paper stacking up on my <laughs> desk. For parcels that have already sold, I'm thinking of scanning the papers and shredding everything. Ding, ding. That's what we do. Now I'm liking the way the question's going. Why keep it? But then I wonder if there's some unknown reason I need to keep physical original copies of paperwork for land I sold. What do you do? Well, let me run this by you. When you bought the property, did you need to have, or the title company need to have, original wet signatures on anything? Wet nope. signatures? Well, isn't like that what that. it's called? I don't know. It's called a First wet signature. I've heard it. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about other? Gets me thinking. <laughs> I'm sure it does. <laughs> it's a wet. Is wet signature a thing? Yeah. That's original. You can tell there's ink on paper, not like a stamp or copy or scanned. You didn't just out. make that up. Huh? No, it's a thing. Wow. Yeah. I've done 16,000 deals. I've never heard that term. Yes. And you of all people. Thank you. <laughs> Are you surprised I know that one? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm surprised you haven't shared it in a different environment. <laughs> the point is you didn't need the those original signatures nor the, the title company uh, to acquire the transaction so when you go to sell it you're just fine and that's what we do you don't want stacks of paperwork around you want to scan them like you said shred them keep them somewhere really safe i'm not sure google drive is the best uh like only uh Source no, like no. I would back them back up, up somewhere else. Local heart, back it up three places. Right. We use AWS, Amazon AWS to back up the S3 version. We use uh, local hard drives that you know you can buy on Amazon, and then we also use some cloud kind of uh, like Microsoft 365 and actually Google Drive. Not I'm thinking about it. Four places. We I every new office we have I go in and I take all the filing cabinets out every single one. It's true. And I take all the waste baskets out. There's no that's waste true. baskets under the desk. There's just one in the kitchen and that's it. It's kind and of I've funny. Done, that's been totally that. true. I've been doing that since the '90s. <laughs> and back in the '90s, it, it was you know I was seen as just this freak, a freaky weirdo. And uh, we have a um, uh, main shredder, and we have a main. I mean, we spent thousands of dollars on our scanners yeah there's no paper anywhere not even deeds i don't even keep original deeds the book and page stamp now it used to be a sticker now it's like kind of a, a thing we shred it immediately scan it and shred it well you know it's a good point too uh online recording you don't have to have the original signature yeah thank you the wet signature good question this is a great question though and i'm glad that you asked that chris because Today's it can get out of hand Today's topic, the top five things the BOG does before we acquire an SFR. This is why you're listening. I know you made a list. Okay. This is this role. I'm sorry, that was kind of, I just teased you. You did. This uh, BOG role. Jill, go ahead and talk, but before you do. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. That's not, not a cool co-host thing to do. This, uh, this role, this BOG role, my first choice is if you're new at this, you are the BOG because then you can actually teach somebody else how to do it. Uh, but it's an imperative that you get eyes on the asset. Completely diametrically opposite with land. With land, I highly recommend you don't even go see it at all. It's very inefficient and uh, 
there's member really successful members in our group that disagree with me and they go to see every asset but with houses it's just there's Tiny little, tiniest little thing can say, you know what? We're not going to buy this house. Right. You might be walking up the driveway and notice cracks in the foundation. That's important. And yeah. you wouldn't, if you're three states over and you just get pictures back, you don't know about that. The SFR deals that we do involve uh, an equity partner, us. We sourced the transaction and vetted it and made sure it works on paper and, and that there's that market's uh, you know good. And we sent the mailer out and the whole thing. We do all that. And then the BOG. Go ahead, Jill. Okay. Here's, here's what they do. Uh, I would explain the value of the BOG, where they fit into the puzzle, what, what the heck do they really do, and what are the top five things we ask of them. Number one, get the signed purchase agreement with our agreed upon offer price. If we don't have that, nothing else matters. Why would you wanna spend days, even hours, uh, pursuing an acquisition, walking the property, thinking about inspection, thinking about how you're gonna market it until you even know you have a deal. This is very, very, very important, important, excuse me, um, of the five, this is the one that gets me. And for whatever reason, it's very natural for some people to uh, not talk about the price. You know, it cracks me up. Politicians are like this, they're all lawyers. So they never, they don't talk about it ever, how much stuff costs, that's, a, that's some other department. And so, <laughs> You know, for me, it's everything is all about how much it costs. Could like, you, so the first thing you should say on a phone, this is land or houses is, you know, we sent you an offer. Does that price work? And they'll tell you. They'll, in fact, they'll have a lot to say about it. Most you just of the time. made me think of something totally funny. And I totally want to do this. Anytime, like I, I we just got We just had to do a, a legal thing. We had to redo some of our paperwork um, behind the scenes with some of our companies. And it makes you want to go and there had we had to get attorneys involved want to do it right we are not attorneys and it's so funny because i wish i would have said hey before we talk how much is this phone call going to cost me could you imagine <laughs> like if i did that every time it's that would funny be you hilarious. bring that up because i uh we went jill and i went to a, a punk rock show last night yes and for whatever reason i was standing next to uh the the little aisle way where you, the you order drinks from the bartender so i could hear People would just walk up and say certain stuff to the bartender. So I all night, all night, I could hear these conversations. And about, I was noticing after a while, about half the people, and it was a very specific uh, person type, would say, "How much is X?" And the bartender would say, three dollars, four dollars, five dollars." And she, and it was always, always a young woman, and she would say, "Great, I'll take two, or three, or one, or whatever." Interesting. But not a, not a single guy asked what the price was. They just ordered but a drink. But I did hear this two times. <laughs> I just paid $35 for four beers. You know? That's exactly what they After sounded the like, fact, too. Yeah. As they're mumbling, yeah. walking away. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that, so what does that say about that's gender? interesting. Like, women want to know what they're getting into before they get into it. And men are just like mopping stuff up stupid decisions that they make up their whole life after it's done after that, the damage is done and everything's broken and it's everyone's bankrupt is so <laughs> true you talk about an excellent observation you are right is he marriage material is, <laughs> is he can he hold a job is he going to be a good father to my children is he good in bed you know does he take care of me Versus a, a man versus a man that just says, Oh, I gotta get in there and get a piece of that. 
<laughs> and then later on they're going, boy, was that a mistake. <laughs> I just paid three hundred fifty thousand dollars to undo that mess. <laughs> Is $350,000 a, a real number that you've experienced? No. I just, that's probably the national average. Oh, my gosh. What is this show even about? I don't know. Oh, anyway. The first thing you should ask when I'm getting seller on the phone is, you know, Make me does, this prop, does the price work? So we've had uh, BOG in the past where they come from a very corporate background <laughs> and the price doesn't matter. So they'll get it halfway through the deal and and and, uh, and the seller loves it too because they're like, they didn't even ask me the price. Of course I want it. So I'm gonna jack deal. it up at it's the end. It's gonna be like $200,000 more than we actually, they offered. So price is imperative and just get it out of the way. Don't so waste your time. You, Jill's really good at this. Like this is the first thing she says. Jill and I are sharing an office right now for the first time in a really long time because we're making some internal changes on uh, how we buy and sell property. You know, we're actually growing. It's where we're, and then we need the, a physical presence in our office is needed. And so we're growing at a pretty rapid pace, getting set up for 2020. And I'm listening to you talk to sellers for the first time in a long time. Talk to sellers and talk to members and stuff. And it's very clear to me why we're successful because it was a mystery to me before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how she does it, but here we are. <laughs> That's great. Get the price out of the way. Exactly. Number, number two, they visit and they walk the property and they take some pictures just so we can get some uh, confirmation of what we think is going on inside. It's not necessarily a deal breaker, but again, if you're like we are, you're a couple states over. You want to make sure the place isn't trash. Uh, there's not a hole in the roof. Uh, it's still standing. It wasn't there wasn't a big fire in the garage a week ago. That kind of a thing. And if even someone's living there, that tells me something too. Because we've done both. We bought properties where they've been vacant for years, like ten years. And I'm thinking, can anybody you know inhabit this place? Uh, and we now we know the utilities aren't going to work. The appliances, I should say, are not going to work versus we've bought places that they've been lovingly lived in and and uh, the only thing that doesn't work is a ceiling fan in the back room. So you want to, you really want to, um, that's a true story. On a deal I know. Again. If you're, the BOG is a former real estate agent or even a current real estate agent, they're going to approach this thing like they want, like they're getting a fee and they're trying to get a deal done. You got to be really careful of that. They're your partner. The way we structure it, they're technically, literally, our business partner in the deal. So you have to encourage them to find stuff wrong to kill the deal. So there's some real estate agents that are, have spent a career masking issues that are in a potential real estate deal just to get a fee. So just be careful of that. Thank you. All the successful BOGs we've ever had are couples. To, to, take, that, to take that to the end, they don't get paid until, until we sell the asset. They don't get paid on the buy part of it. They get yeah. paid and we sell it. And that also helps them look at it differently because the more money I make on the deal, the more they make on yeah. the deal. Third thing is we have a chat with them and get their personal opinions. Third thing that a BOG does for us, we want to know, would they live there? I mean, they, they drive the neighborhood. So there's sometimes it just ends right there. They've got us. We've got it several times. Actually, recently, we get a signed purchase agreement back. Um, 
you know, very quickly in the seller and, and Jill or her staff, they said, wow, this is, you know, it works great, square price for square footage is great, Google Earth shots are great, everything from my desk is awesome. And then they get in there and say, wow, you know, this part of uh, XYZ city is, is just, it's a mess. There's stuff going on across the street. God knows what's going on there. So while the numbers all work and the, and the, from a computer works great, you just you don't want any part of this. So you want their personal opinion. You want them to say, wow, I would really live there. They actually, we have a set of BOG that they're really good about that. They are. We've killed deals more than them. And they like, here's an example. We bought a property and successfully resold it and their family had another vacation property. So they went all the way out there. It's not, it was never a market that I identified as 7 million for houses. It was too vacation-y. So the, the, the turnover time and the days on market, those numbers just don't work for how we did it. They, they went to this vacation property, all emotional. And, you know, and they're like, you know what, we're gonna buy, we'll buy this. If you guys don't buy it, we'll buy it because we, that's how great we feel about the market. And we're looking for a second home anyway. And they did. And so, because the people we are, we just said, you know what, you guys get the great price and do the deal and just keep us out of it. Wish you all the best. Yeah. <laughs> and that ties into number ties into number four. We asked them to identify the flaws. We all need to know and make sure that they're solvable. Every single real estate deal, land, houses, skyscrapers, parking lots, has a potential fatal flaw. I don't care. Then the further you get into your career, you're going to realize this. In the beginning of my career, I, was, I would shove those flaws down into some place and, you know. Lock them up, lock pretend they up. don't exist. You know, like Ghostbusters <laughs> did, where they put all those ghosts in that thing until it broke and then it blew up. Correct. <laughs> Early on in my career, I just, I didn't want to deal with that. The older I get, the more I'm like, I know there's a flaw in here somewhere. I'm going to smoke it out and I'm going to kill this deal. That's how I go into every <laughs> single deal. <laughs> Jill found Sad. yesterday is doing a deal funding deal on, on the land side that I think is the closest thing that I've ever seen to a perfect real estate deal. It's an infill lot surrounded by three, four hundred thousand dollar houses in a fantastic, like in an A census tract neighborhood. And the deal they're moving, and I'm like, well, I'm sure that this is not buildable. So, what does she say? <laughs> We're getting an infill report. I'm gonna and we're gonna, it's gonna pass with flying colors because because we're gonna buy this thing for like know. ten, 10 thousand, and we're probably sell for a hundred. Mm -hmm. And so, <laughs> you know what? We're a good team, actually. We are. It's so funny because you're sitting there going, "What's there's a problem? Where? What? I, how, I'm like, well, see those little things on the street right <laughs> yeah, there in front like, of us. Those are the utilities are right in there in front of the lot. Jeez, it's like yeah. really great. I mean, I I don't remember I've had a an info lot this ready to go in this great of an area in a long time There's recent this comparison price, values like, in an eighth of a mile away that are like a hundred thousand dollars i'm really looking at this going i'm scratching my head going wow yeah How, and it's this is a this is Unicorn. one of the things that we do is deal funding we do for land and we do for houses too uh and i'm just blown away by this one it's really good so, so you got to find a flaw right make and sure then, they're and, solvable yeah solve the flaw exactly That's Jill. and then the last thing the very last thing that the boots on the ground do for us is they order and take care and send to us uh, an inspection. We do that on all the houses that we buy. I just really need to know for sure. And it takes a lot of the mystery out. You know, it's a couple hundred dollars. I think it's money well spent. It's usually about 300 bucks for what we're doing for a full inspection and termite inspection. And then I really know what I'm getting into. And it's also a valuable tool when I go to sell the property. I put that 
in my emails that I'm sending out to my buyers list. So if the work is done for them, they can look at it and see the inspection and make a decision usually within hours. This is where the couple thing comes in because you know, typically the guy will show up and the BOG part of the, the couple will show up at the inspection. Right. And, and really, walk it with them. Yeah. And try to find some problems with it. So that's a, it's a very good, it's a huge service. It's worth every penny I, the, on the BOG that we spend. I think it's super important because the more you walk around with someone like that, you're going to learn. And so the next property that you're walking for yourself, getting the pictures, you know what to look at. Yeah. You know the last time I opened up an electrical box and looked like that, the guy pointed out these problems. Now I now I can spot them for myself. Yep. Did we cover everything to your satisfaction? Yeah, we're way over time. Oh, I am so darn sorry. <laughs> we're laughing. I know. <laughs> Happy you could join us today. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you can find us on the Land Academy Show. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're right here on the House Academy Show. Tomorrow's episode on the Land Academy Show is our exit poll results. Jill's gonna share some love notes that she got from some members. I'm talking about myself like I'm in third person because <laughs> I'm taking over Because I missed part. my line. That's okay. Here's my line. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. That's funny. <laughs> I've got some good things I gotta I have to pull them up for tomorrow's show. It'll be good to read. Yeah. The House Academy Show remains commercial free for you, our loyal listener. So wherever you're watching or wherever you're listening, please subscribe and rate us there. We, we are Steve and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration. To buy undervalued property. <laughs>